Jerry looks less unhappy than he did last time. Hello. Hello. I can laugh. Oh, oh yeah. So as long as we keep it reasonable, it's fine. How's that clipping? What does clipping mean? There's a flashing light on this side that lights up. Okay. It's doing it, but only a little bit, not like last time when it did it every time. But that's a bit weird because. It it's, didn't do it every time. It's time. Jennifer's voice he doesn't like. Mm. I don't think so. I, I think you're fine. Neil, it's so. not actually uh, clipping at all while I'm talking. I think that's because you're I think it's you that doesn't boring. like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like that. Yeah. Like that. yeah. No one like that. Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And I'm Jennifer. And we are here to discuss the amazing cult classic 1981's Evil Dead. Can't believe Ooh. it's taken us two two years literally. Our next episode is our two year anniversary. Is it? Yeah. Uh, the first episode went up on the fourteenth of May. Fair enough. So when the next episode goes up, it will be around that week. So it will be a two year anniversary next episode. Yeah. So, so two happy years. Birthday. Welcome to our. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if all goes well, we will have a special guest for that show as well. Um, so we. We'll be watching the Friday the Thirteenth remake, um, and we will hopefully have friend of the show Drew on yes. this. Yeah. Yes. All goes well. He will be joining us for that one. Excellent. Uncle Drew, which is now a film as well. So I've been calling him that for too long. <laughs> he's not my uncle, or indeed related in any way. <laughs> I'm glad that you pointed out because he's younger than you. You can still be someone's uncle when mm. they're younger than you. This was a That's whole true. thing. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, the way that, the way it works, it can actually work out that way. Especially if you're lying and trying to claim that you're Tricky's uncle. <laughs> as the artist Finley Quaid did. But that's another story. <laughs> so, I would also like to point a correction in right now. Oh, yes. For a start, obviously last episode, Leprechaun. Claire wanted to complain that I referred at one point to um, Warwick Davis as a fully grown man. And she said, well, that was possibly wrong um, I just meant he himself had grown to his full height yes. at that point uh, she also mentioned that I said phone book and asked me if I was from the past <laughs> well yes you are from the past Adam yeah. actually technically exactly. Um, but also and this was something that came to my mind when I was researching this The Evil Dead Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, not Evil Dead. No, it's no, not Evil Dead. Because the... I assumed it was Evil Dead. And you because... looked it up in the phone book. Yeah, and and... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See the link that's there. why you need. That's why I need mm. the phone book. It's true. You know, it's only the past. So that means it's the dead that are evil. The evil dead. It's not. They're not just normal dead. They're very evil. Mm, they're evil much, dead. Yeah. They were quite evil. Yeah. Um, but before we get into <laughs> the Evil Dead, a um, couple of things. To cover, uh, firstly, a uh, big shout out to uh, someone who reached out to us last week, friend of the show, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello. Um, Sean, message us via Facebook because we do have a Facebook. I don't Ooh. clearly remember that because I never update it. I don't think I've put an episode <gasps> up in the last six months. Why haven't you told me? <coughs> I could get onto the admin. Yes, that'd be well, excellent. Well, now you do no editing. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can be all over. What else the are you doing, Lee? What are you actually doing? So, do you want me to write that down so you can cut that one out? <laughs> so, to explain to the listeners. Um, ed- editing the episodes obviously takes longer than recording it um, and it's become something I've been struggling to find time for so what we've decided is we're going to go more now we've been doing it a while and we're comfortable we're going to be raw and we're not going to edit anything if at all possible unless we say something massively offensive or wrong um, which 
it'll probably be after the show, so we'll leave the majority of it in. Um, but yeah, so the show might sound slightly different, and they will keep bitching at me for being lazy, which is perfectly all right, and I'm happy to uh, to accept that. You will accept the bitching in return for the rest it gives you. Exactly. Yeah, I, think I understand it's that. Uh, given yeah. the choice of the two. Um, yeah, so Sean went to the Q&A last week at the Genesis Cinema um, with Troma's Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, and then afterwards, there was an Inside Number 9 um, Q&A. So he messaged Ooh, us nice. to see if we were going to be there, and if so, would we meet up for a beer? And were we there? We were not there, because we didn't know about it. But we would definitely have been, had we known, and we would definitely have gone and met up with Sean for a beer afterwards. So next time, Sean, we will definitely see you for that beer. Yes, um, as long as someone's keeping an eye on the Facebook group. As long as somebody's keeping an eye on the Facebook Well, group. I've just found it, and I hadn't even liked it. You hadn't even told oh. me it existed. But luckily, <laughs> you, had, you had told 17 other people, so they have liked it. There you go. You and see. now we've told everyone that listens, that might be a whole other two people. We've <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's having a dig today, and she's rattled her cage. And in fairness, um, it could just be that we'll randomly meet up with him, like when he came to see Pie with me and Dean, by accident. Oh, really? Yeah, he took his shopping with him as well. He <laughs> said, where are you going? And he said, we're going to the Barbican to watch Pie and a Q&A with Clint Mansell. He was like, oh, can I come? Yeah. <laughs> Took his shopping in. Yeah. Oh. Man. He ate most of it in there. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, that was fun. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, I'd like to uh, shout out to Adam Laws, previous guest on the show, um, mm. who gave us a shout earlier in the week to say, I think you guys need to go and watch um, Love, Death and Robots. Mm, yes, um, and that he was, was a good show. He was absolutely right. And so everyone's done their homework? Yes. yes. Good. Yes, sir, we have, sir. Right. Um, yeah, so thank you, Adam, for suggesting that. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things we would have all seen, but because you prompted us, we've now all seen it collectively and can actually discuss it. Um, I think that probably segues us into the, what have we been watching? Have we all been watching Love, Death and Robots? Yes, <laughs> perchance. <laughs> How many have you got through, Chris? Um, I saw the first five and then skipped a few. Um, I was trying to find ones that I could play while someone else was around. Okay. So, yeah. Not many of them then. No. Well... A lot of nudity. There's a lot of violence. Yeah. A lot of cats. We seem to get away with it. a lot of cats. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, Great job, Netflix. Yeah. Adam, how many I've, did you see? I've seen the lot. I oh, mean, you bastard. I managed to... Um, I got in late and watched about four... No, T- Ted woke up and I got about four done. And then this morning he was up really early, so I just finished the lot before before Claire got up and we had to go anywhere. Um, but, yeah, I'm really... I really liked it. There's a, there's a couple there, like most anthology things, and the good thing is everything's like... The longest, I think, is seventeen minutes or something yeah. like that. So you can a you can rattle through them all, but also if if one's not doing it for you or and all that good, it's probably only going to be about ten minutes, and then you can crack on with the next one. Yeah. So, do you have a favourite? I've got my. I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed three robots, which I presume everyone's seen mm. because it's near the start, which is that the, was brilliant. Where, yeah, where they're just going around because I tend to like with anthology stuff anyway. I tend to like quirky I always like the quirky weirder ones out of stuff rather than the straight ahead sort of story ones so I really like Three Robots there's one coming up if you've not seen it called um, Alternate History no I haven't got to that that 
That's the Hitler one. That's the Hitler yeah. one, yeah. And, and basically, it's it's done pretty much flash animation, and it's the demo for an app that you can buy, supposedly. Um, and it gives you... You type into it a change to history, hmm. and it shows you what would have happened if that had happened. Oh, wow. So, and, and the demo reel for it is, our most frequently asked question, is the death of Hitler. Mm-hmm. So they move it to when he's 17... And it goes through six different permutations, and it's bloody hilarious. It really, really is that good. That sounds fantastic. I just, I can't get over. I love, I love the aesthetic of the majority of them. Mm, um, some yeah. of them, the animation is yeah. absolutely there, unbelievable. There is one which mixes live action with their animation, which is. Um, I was trying to work that out because some of them look like they oh, no, the, people. Yeah, there's some. Then, some of them, I think they've done that sort of. They've scanned them in the cut thing, but there is one where they're just filming people and they interact with an animated aspect i won't give too much away oh. because that one's that one's better just walking into yeah. and just sort of like going oh oh that's a real person because at first you because you've been watching the rest it's like wow they've really got a down pat on that yeah. one that's that's that doesn't look like like playstation that now looks like oh no it is a real person okay. <laughs> hang on this is meant to be animated ah that's why yeah. <laughs> so it sort of goes through um and i really uh, yeah, I really like that. And also, I was just over the moon. I spotted in one... I don't know if you've seen The Dump. Um, yes. Yeah. In that, um, his mate hands him... Uh, hands the guy who lives in The Dump, hands him a porno mag called Beaver Patrol. Yes. Which is a Pop Will Eat Yourself uh, reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just over the moon with that. It was like, right, you know, you've you done your cyberpunk Jews yeah. if there's a Pop Will Eat Yourself reference in there. But yeah, overall, I really... Yeah, I really enjoyed them, and and again, I think it's one of those. Yeah, there's there's some of them where it's a bit sort of like, you know, oh well, we can do tits, and we can do violence. Yeah, but in the main, most of them, it was sort of like that wasn't the be all and end all of it. Yeah, mm. and yeah, I like some of them. I really and there was one. Uh, there's one about an artist. I think it's called Zima Blue. Oh, that's uh, the next one. I think that might be episode 12. Yeah, it's quite late in the run. And I, again, that was one that I just really enjoyed because I think, um, and there's a, there's like a sort of steampunk oh, samurai. Yeah, that, that, was that was Good brilliant. Hunting. Good yeah. Hunting, yeah, that's it, yeah. That was one of my favourites. Yeah, that was really great. I loved it. I loved the third one as well, um, which was the, the one where the girl looks out the window and sees the guy murder someone. Oh mm. yeah, where it sort of goes in. That, that was so clever. And also, that's one of the ones that I think was the most um, sort of photorealistic mm. in terms of you know that uh, I'm assuming that was motion capture in places because it really sort of because the other the other the other more CG ones because there's the one set on the farm which was almost like oh, I was just a cartoon yeah. that felt like nineties Disney yes. like sort of. What's it called? Um, Fern Gully. Yeah, that sort of era. Oh, I love Fern Gully. And then, yeah, of just course. all these. Am I breaking different... the song now, please? <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> oh, my name is Batty. Don't you? Okay. <coughs> is there a misguided rap song in it then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Who's been? You know. Um, he's Batty. He's Batty. Right. He's been... This is this is a series of links that they don't. It? They don't want to go down that route. Is it the voice of Robin Williams. I think he could be. Yes. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I'm, I watched it probably when it was aimed at me, but I haven't watched oh. it since. Oh, it's good. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually quite. Good. Dark it's quite a yeah. sort of environmental. The oil. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, I've never seen Fern Gully. Oh, I think oh, you should. Oh, yes. I don't know. Watch that tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. If anything, you can use it as like a euphemism for your bum crack or something like that. <laughs> oh, if Fern Gully was sweating like <laughs> no one's business. Um, I like the cat one, obviously. We've only seen one cat one, haven't we? The one where there's all of the cats and the robots. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And the cat. And it's oh, like, no, I think it's going to... The Dracula you know? one as well, where it was scared of cats. Oh, Dracula that's true. But the cats didn't have such a big role. I like the role the cats had in the other cat one, where yeah. the cat was going to explode. You know, yes, yeah. If good. you if you explode, if you stop, <clears throat> if it stops purring, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, what else, uh, Chris? Have you been doing any other homework aside from? No, that is that's all. That of is. It. Uh, yeah. I am going to have to set you some homework. I think having just watched Evil Dead, because as much as I loved it, and obviously do love it, it's one of my favourite movies. Um, I thought it had more of the tropes of a slasher film but actually having watched it again it didn't so much so I think I'm going to send you home with the Friday, Friday the 13th box set to see if you can work your way through any of those before um, oh before the remake okay. yeah okay. well before Cabin in the Woods so you've got like a month yeah because this was meant to lead up to Cabin in the Woods and it does because it is set yeah, in the Cabin in the Woods yeah it definitely is yeah <laughs> um, and I think there are again I'd, there are tropes yeah. that you have to have seen from this okay but you, mm. it's more the slasher elements that we still want you to so so what would be the tropes that we would take from this now Ashley was pretty useless through most of it. <laughs> I was amazed, but yes. Is, uh, see, yeah. that's why I thought this must have been planned to be two films, and this was his... Mm, sort of coming of age, yeah. or coming of violence yeah. film. Like, he experienced yeah. quite a lot of uh, difficulties mm. in this, and and, and he nearly used the chainsaw. I think... Because yes. I think the basically, the second film, without giving too much of a game away, the second film is essentially... A, a remake of the first mm, one, okay. and I think that was a rights issue, wasn't it? That's yes, like Sam Raimi and the producer, they like um, they lost the rights to it or something like that. So they they did Evil Dead Two, which was basically them refining Evil Dead and turning it into a comedy. Because Evil Dead Two, not the Evil Dead. 2. No, not the Evil Dead oh. Two. You see, this is where mm, the confusion comes yeah. in. Because um, that's why. Because yeah, I was watching it today and thinking, oh, I was thinking it was more slapsticky. And probably no, having watched just, Ash versus but, oh Ash versus Evil Dead yeah it's very slapsticky yes. so I think I had sort of misremembered and actually this is quite straight all yeah. the way through um, I was just thinking we have kind of segued right into this now <clears throat> we have without I you introducing it that's fine but, I wasn't going to um, would you like to introduce it Lee that's because we're getting excited now we are getting excited no no I think we should stay stop you introduce it no it's fine at the head of the show I said we're covering that's true Sam Raimi's masterpiece. With the beautiful Bruce Campbell, so uh, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There nice you go. So, so, but so I thought that this was a spoof of Night of the Living Dead. No, right, in any okay. way, because mm. there's a lot of dead to confuse you mm. in terms of horror, because they they tend to be regarded as classics, but also you've got essentially you've got you've got Night of the Living Dead, The Evil Dead, and Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> all get sort of confused, and they're okay. all kind of class. They're all classics, but in distinct, mm. very different ways. styles. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, probably Return of the Living Dead is the more comedy of any 
Bob mm. certainly more so than Night of the Living Dead yeah. and Evil Dead. Is that the one in the supermarket, the big shopping centre? No, no, that's a different that's one. That's Dawn of the Dead. Ah, right. And that's the trouble is because you've got... Yes. It starts off with Night of the Living Dead and then <laughs> after that white. it's just yes. of the, of the yeah. Dead. Right. So you get Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. So they dropped the there um, as well, did they? Tea Time of the Dead, <laughs> yeah. Elevenses um, of the Dead. Yeah, Brunch of the Dead. <laughs> Um, Quick tea and biscuits of the dead. Supper of the dead, <laughs> and the long dark tea time of the dead. Um, yeah, so th- there's a lot of there's what is it? Survival of the dead, diary of the dead, yeah. land of the, the dead. dead. Yeah. And so are these? You say these are similar styles? Um, no, they, they're, they're that, the dead films in that set. In that set are George Romero's. Uh, zombies who are kind of like the classics. So that's shufflers. what I yeah, yeah, okay. And then Return of the Living Dead is basically if um, Return of the Living Dead basically does it takes itself as a, another sequel to Night of the Living Dead, but, yes, but it's so, yeah. yeah, and and so that's utterly confusing because then it's meant to be that the film Night of the Living Dead was made about the events, but it was all stuff that they made up and added bits in. But it actually occurred in the real world of Return of the Living Dead, <laughs> and so it's the second outbreak. But you don't actually—they weren't involved with that second outbreak. Uh, yeah, I've I've probably overcomplicated that needlessly far <laughs> well, more than it was. But back to the Evil Dead. So they're nothing to do with any of the other deads. Okay. Um, but you've got yeah, you've got the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. Yeah. And I I really wish they'd kept the original title, which was going to be. Medieval Dead, <laughs> that would have sounded which is so, so much, so yes. much good. But yeah. I think also they were so like so much good, so much good, <laughs> so much been, the good, so much <laughs> the good, good the so much. Yes, see, this is why we have editing. You see, <laughs> well, because I can't talk proper like what we do. <laughs> These are the best bits. They are the best bits. Yeah, so they should have. But yeah, then Army of Darkness, and then curiously enough, I found out that. Evil Dead, the remake from 2013, is counted as part of the Evil Dead by Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, the producer, and Bruce Campbell, because Bruce Campbell has a cameo in Evil Dead. Let's not discuss that. No. <laughs> I know it's, it's it's irritating because they've included it. You don't have to, mm-hmm. but you know they they have, and then the marvelous Ash versus Evil oh, Dead, which is. Absolutely wonderful. Also, I've made a note. There is it's available on YouTube because I've watched half of it and I need to go and watch the rest of it. They did an Evil Dead the musical, yes, yeah, um, which did which was in Vegas and stuff, um, and that is actually really really good. All right, fair I enough. really enjoyed that. So I would like to. And I Lee think at some does point not I need like musicals. <laughs> Just like yeah, to get that in there. I Lee hate hates, musicals, yeah. so it's that good that I still enjoyed it. Mm. But I think also the. Um, with uh, really Evil Dead and Ash as they are known now come from Evil Dead 2 yeah okay yeah and so there is an element where you watch it and it's like it is Ash sort of coming of age or becoming capable of dealing with the things yeah because he does he turns into quite a badass and then and then yeah so they make the second film but they couldn't get the rights to use the first film as a recap so they remake they do a, a they film a recap but without any of the cast from the first Evil Dead apart from Bruce Campbell as Ash yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you get to Army of Darkness the third one just for old time's sake they remake 
they they do a new recap of the events of Evil Dead <laughs> 2 and yeah but yeah suffice to say that it's sort of yeah Evil Dead is the first one and then Evil Dead 2 is basically the first one funny <laughs> and then Army of Darkness you actually get it sort of it changes the venue and the plot and everything yeah. else like that so yeah in such a brilliant way as well mm. I just, I've got to say I'd like I think this is one of those things where the first film is a classic and I love it and I never tire of it. I genuinely do prefer two and three. I think mm. I I would I would watch those again more readily than I watch the first one. Again, mm. just because they're so funny and so easily to easy to, to pick up and just get into. They're but that's it. yeah, so I had the impression that this series is the more spoof like of zombie films. Yes. If they're Sorry, zombies I can't start <laughs> Chris, have you brought a rival to a Alexa into the, into the recording she booth? sneaked in. Oh, my God. Um, if Alexa finds out you're having an affair, oh, hell to pay, mate. I've got to stop saying her name. We'll be setting them off all yeah. over the country. Um, Alexa, go to you, Paul. <laughs> um, okay, Google, play with yourself. <laughs> now I've definitely lost a train of thought. Um... Yeah, again, it's it's really interesting. The second one is such a strange movie because it's it's not quite a remake because it makes lots of references back to the first. I mean, it mm. is, we know it is a remake, but it makes lots of nods back to the first one. Yeah, as far as as far as the character of Ash is concerned, he has experienced the events of the first film, mm. and then because he's a glutton for punishment he decides to take another girl to the cabin and give her that necklace and give her that necklace so it kind of rolls around again but in a weird way I think that because there's a lot of stuff like I mean the first instance in the evil dead where you get sort of supernatural goings on is you've obviously got tree rape yes. and it's going on, yeah. on the screen in front of us that, right now yeah and that did seem to escalate but that's the thing quickly. is that and she escaped pretty quickly there as well. It backs off from it though, mm. and as a series, it never goes Back there, there again. Yeah. Mm. I think in the, I think in the, we're going to call it the remake. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> in in the remake, I think that there's, it's like it goes down someone's throat, doesn't it? Like the mm. branches yes. go down someone's, yeah. throat. which again, not pleasant, but it's not quite. It's not quite yeah. on this that, scale. That's why this seemed a bit too serious. But this is the thing: is I think Sam Raimi and has said afterwards that he thinks this is this is the only misstep he thinks in the film. Mm. Is I think it was like right, you've got. To, they were like right, we've got to go in do something like big, sort of a yeah. effect spectacle that's really horrible, and they did. And it's interesting because the series just backs away from it. Mm. It's brilliant, which done. is good because you know I think it's something that wouldn't be. It, you wouldn't necessarily be watching the chuckle fest of Ash versus Evil Dead <laughs> if there was a lot of molesting yeah. trees involved. That's that is true, and I did like the fact that they brought uh, Cheryl back for the cameo in season two. Oh, I understand. Yeah, because I've only seen ser- series one so far. Still, I've so, not seen the third one. Uh, I need to. Friend of yeah. the show, Chris Jones. We had a ritual. He'd come round. It, it air in the states on a Saturday, I think, and he would come round on the Sunday, and we would sit and watch it together. And we did that for the whole of the first and second seasons. Um, but he's been indisposed recently, so we haven't been able to sit down and watch the third girlfriend. one. Yet. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> um, girls oh, girlfriend. Girls are soppy. I know. What's right? he doing? 
Gonna catch cooties. Not, not you, Jennifer. <laughs> no, no, I don't count. It's fine. <laughs> you definitely don't count. As a woman. Speaking about girls, though, so I was thinking: is the whole film just allegorical? Learn that Ooh. word for "Don't take women away on holiday with you." Because yes. it was all going really well, and they all went a bit crazy one by one. Then they started the whole, you know, killing everyone thing. I think it's good. So there I think is... maybe that was the hint. And then maybe in the second one, it's like, don't take another woman, your second <laughs> yeah. girlfriend, to the same place with the same necklace. Mate, that's not okay. And, and the third film is definitely <laughs> a lesson about don't take a genuinely big name star in. Yes. You know, Bridget Fonda yeah. at the time. That's it. You know, and it was it's like, don't, go don't, don't involve her. Because I love that as well, where it's like, <sighs> fuck it, should we remake, should we redo the first film again for this <laughs> recap? Why yeah, not? why not? Yeah. Bridget's in town. I'm mates with Bridget Fonda. Do you actually do it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's. But I do think that there's a lot of. There is an element where it's like, oh, he gets to go on holiday and chop his girlfriend's head off. You know. I mean, it's... I um, I've got to say that I know that as we we haven't discussed yet, but so just for Chris because I'm not sure if you're as aware. So this was an independent movie. Sam Raimi did straight out of college. Okay. Uh, and basically, him and Bruce Campbell went around um, Chicago. Is it they're from? I believe. They're, yeah, I think they are from um, Chicago. But this is the the, the, the actual locations in Tennessee. Yes. So yeah. Um, but they went round and basically got money from company owners and stuff to entirely self fund the movie. What, and then, what did they sell it on? Uh, a tax write off. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. for anybody who needed to get rid of some money before the end some money. of the financial <laughs> year, it is nice. one of the it is one of the main reasons that films get made. In fact, there's a really good film called In the Soup with Steve Buscemi, and it's about the guy who wrote and directed that. It's about his first kind of art house student film was funded by a low level um, like mafia guy. Okay. Or like gangster, so it's money laundering, and he was it? yeah. He basically <laughs> needed to get rid of some money in a hurry, so he gave this guy. But he said he ended up in this, and the film's really, really great. But he sort of ends up in this sweet sort of paternal relationship with this gangster who's like, oh look, I don't care, you know, just well, go on. But but he is kind of encouraging him. It's like, no, go and make the film you want to make because I'll give you the money. And it's basically yeah, because I want to get rid of. It. But he ends up like running a doing a, a small drug run, um, and just loads of sort of stuff. But it's yeah, it's just a very sweet film. But it is based on the director had this sort of actually was like this gangster basically came to him a legitimate businessman <laughs> and said you know oh I need this as a tax write off or yeah to get rid of a few bob so that's how they gained the money and then they effectively just went and shot it over at weekends yeah um, over the course of about two years yeah but then the cast sort of the 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 location is yeah, it's Tennessee, isn't it? We said that. Yeah, I think it, I've got. Mm. I, I have a fantastic uh, actually. Um, David, who listens to the show, him and his wife Tracy bought me a movies a travel book. Mm. Oh, nice! Which yeah. is basically all the places in the states that you can visit and mm-hmm. travel to where they've shot films. Yeah, um, yeah, and this is one of the locations, but he does specifically say don't go there because the people who own the land on which that cabin once were isn't don't, like, don't really like people sniffing around in the middle of the night and they still have guns and yeah. they have yeah. the guns and dogs so <laughs> um, and the cabin is no longer there but 
Isn't isn't that from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? People don't like people sneaking <laughs> around here. Um, but yeah, they and so, but basically, yeah, they went out there to make it. Um, the that is a genuine cabin that was out there that they found. They basically took over. Ended up sleeping in there, most of the crew and, my, and hot, like most of the cast. Um, it was freezing cold as well. It was, it was no freezing cold. There's no plumbing in the place. They had a phone line and they had electricity, but they didn't actually have any running water. They didn't actually have a cellar. Um, they dug a hole. Un- they basically cut a hole in the bottom of the cabin and then dug. And so anytime someone Enough goes into the cellar... That someone. Are they doing the walkie thing? Yeah, they're doing the walkie thing down like a three foot, yeah, yeah, down like a three foot (laughs) hole or whatever like that. And then anything in the cellar is actually Sam Raimi or Bruce uh, or Rob Tappert, the producers, like their own cellar at home, like or like. But I mean, like Bruce Campbell. But basically, I mean, it's the story of like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell went to school together. They were at high school together, Mm -hmm. and then Rob Tappert, the producer was a uh, college roommate with uh, Sam Raimi's older brother. And so that's kind of the connection that they all knew. In fact, um, like um, Ted Raimi, who who is Sam Raimi's younger brother, who is in this and he's in loads and loads of stuff. Twin Peaks, My Name is Bruce. Yeah, he's... Ted Raimi? He's, he's not in this. He, he's no. various monsters across okay. various ones, and he's also, yeah, he has sort of like a few, he's had like roles and stuff. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, like you say, he's in Twin Peaks, and sort of, but yeah, we had, I think I got it. But I mean, uh, Bruce Campbell babysat him. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> because like he was like, yeah, he'd be going, they'd be going around there, and he was like his older brother, his older, his older brother's mate. So yeah, he babysat him at times. So it's quite a sort of, they've always been quite interconnected, and really, it's gone on from. You've obviously got Evil Dead, but they also did um, the uh, uh, Adventures of Hercules and Xena series were created mm. by Sam Raimi and Rob Tapper and they directed some and produced some and wrote some. Uh, Bruce Campbell's got a reoccurring character in those as well. And oh. basically, uh, you know, majority of Sam Raimi films, Rob Tappert's the producer um, and Bruce Campbell's in the majority of Sam Raimi films. So that explains why Lucy Lawless is then in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Because if he produced and did all of the... She more, was, more than, she was Zena, yeah. More than mm. that, Rob Tapper, who produced Xena, also married Lucy Lawless. Oh, and produced it. So it's even more, even more sense, yeah. <laughs> and like the guy, who does, uh, the guy who did the sound design and the music, um, Joseph Laduca... Yeah. Um, just want to make sure I was saying that right um he's again he's been with them the whole time and he does all the he's done the music across all the films and uh ash versus evil dead and everything else the like music that. in this was fantastic it mm. is uh, well the sound design yeah. is incredible yeah. and i found out that the wind effects like the dead wind effect that they use throughout all the series mm. um that was um sam raimi recorded that through his hotel window when they were filming evil dead <laughs> and it was like just wind going through like the mountains in Tennessee and he was just like that's a really good that's just a really horrible sound and it was keeping him awake so he just um, recorded that and that's what's on the soundtrack that's what is, and still to this day is still the, the representation of the dead that's all yeah. yeah 
but yeah they, so they filmed it out there it was a nightmare um Bruce Campbell was not shitless by everything. I mean, yeah. a lot of his stunt work and things like that. I saw when he fell down the stairs. That yeah, that, a lot of it hurt. In fact, at one point, the cameraman knocked his front teeth out with the lens. Because oh. there's, I think it was one of the sequences, you know, that going wasn't through even the doors. Used in the, you know, no, no, good, was it? What a waste. But yeah, one of the sequences of going through the doors. I think like mm. the cameraman kept going or too something close. like that, and it was too close, and just yeah, took his teeth out and i just felt a bit sad for all the shelves i mean oh, yeah. like wherever there was a shelf he just threw yeah, himself that into like it that hurt as well when yeah. he hit the yeah. shelves and then fell onto the sofa and the shelves came down on his back mm. that did look like he genuinely looked shocked by that i or think he's a good actor i th- no, but i think this is this is what seems to be the case is especially because at the end of this is where you get the the sort of blueprint of evil dead 2 is the last bit where it's where ash is last man standing mm. And it's just him reacting, yeah. and I th- I can't remember. I think there's like a quote from Sam Raimi or something where it's essentially along the lines of, "We discovered quite how funny it is tormenting oh. Bruce Campbell because <laughs> he reacts so well." And he does give some. Yeah, he does. He yeah. really sort of goes for yeah. it, and and he's also because um, I think that's one of the things that uh, Bruce Campbell. Was that he impressed Sam Raimi was when they were mm. kids? Was that Bruce Campbell can flip himself as if he's being attacked? Yeah. So a lot of the things you know, like especially mm. Evil Dead Two, where he gets a possessed hand and it attacks yeah. him, that was all stuff that he used to do anyway, Just like messing about. To, yeah, and so he can actually yes. grab the back of his shirt and flip himself over <laughs> from a standing position. And so you know, he's, so hey, kids out there, if you're thinking you've got some you know skills that yeah. no one thinks are good enough. You never know. Especially there's a, there's a lot it. of there's a lot of things that should be in horror films where it's like the kid who can turn his eyes inside out, eyelids inside oh, out. Oh, Chris, no, you, Chris, you yeah. could be in films. Oh, you can't you still do that. Do that? You? No, don't do it. I could used to. Yeah, we're not we're not going to go down the road. We're not going to hire Damien, uh, brother of friend of uh, of uh, friend of the show Wesley. We're not going to hire him because his tricks were perfectly x-rated yeah. oh yes so, mentioned those last night yeah so I think but I, yeah there was a so a lot of it is that last sequence where it's just Bruce Campbell being punished mm. is kind of how much could they get away with yeah. basically and, but, but by the end of it what happened was is that they took so long filming it and it was so gruelling for mm. everyone is that basically the actors were sort of finished their... Well, I don't think they were even contracted, but they were basically like, fuck this, I'm not going to the woods this week and mm-hmm. to, and finish it. So the cast list has, like, dozens of people listed under the name Fake Shemp. Ah. And what that is, is it's... Sam Raimi really likes um, the Three Stooges. Mm. And the original lineup of the Three Stooges inclu- included a guy called Shemp Howard. And... Um, he... Is that the four Stooges then at that point? No, no, no. I know, this is instead were, of... There were always three okay. Stooges and there was always Larry and Moe mm. and then there was always, there was a, someone else and originally yeah. it was this guy called Shemp who was, I think, Moe's brother, like in real life. And um, yeah, he, basically, he died and they had a guy who stood in for him because mm. they were in the middle of yeah. filming four short films at the time mm. like when he died so to finish it off they would just film this mm. guy from the back essentially an extra or a stand-in yeah. or a supporting artist whatever but the term that sort of Sam Raimi popularised was fake Shemp as in he's the guy pretending to be Shemp yeah. Howard and um, yeah so the at the end of this there are hundreds of there's loads of people listed as fake Shemp because 
when they needed to finish filming it, any time when it's like sort of people from the back or it's just a hand or something like that, it was probably someone else. But it's all things like it's like Rob Tappert's sisters, uh, the various <laughs> Sam Raimi's brothers. So they could convince yeah, to come up there for a night. Mates and sort of like stuff like that. Yeah. So and really by the end of it, it was just Bruce Campbell hurting himself in a shed <laughs> because yeah, the rest of the cast had gone. Um, well, we've done well out of here. Yeah, Feel, I think know, it paid off, didn't it? It really? turns out that that is the best gamble, bit. Yeah, but yes, because I mean that. I mean, especially because the sound design. I mean, like I said, I really like the sound design in it, but I always forget that end bit hmm. where it's like it's looking at him through the beams. Oh, and, and, and it goes that... as it goes past, but also just the way it sort of creeps. The sound sort of creeps over him. He's, there's a shot of him which is upside down, hmm. and then it sort of goes over his head with the noise. Yeah. And then there's a lot of that in Evil Dead. Do you know? I was in look, Evil Dead too. Sorry, I was looking at it this time. I noticed that because I know they were saying that he. So all the stuff of, um, as you say, of the, like, that we can see right now on screen uh, of the demon, which is ultimately a camera moving a few inches off the ground and sort of just coming along at ground level. Yeah, that they, they well, they didn't have anything special for it. So what they did was they got a plank of wood mm. attached to the camera to it, and two of them just held it down above the and just ran along with it. Um, and they did the same for the water, and, and it just looks mm. yeah amazing. It's um, and also there's, I did note down there's a they do it a few times. They do it when they're listening to stuff as well. But it's the first time when they go down into the cellar, mm. and the camera is on Ash as he comes down, and then it does like a full three hundred and sixty degrees the whole way around the cellar, and then back round to it. And it's just such a such a great shot considering they had no. You know, they didn't have all, you know, dollies or any of that. Literally, it was just a guy with a camera revolving. And it just looks fantastic. Yeah, because a lot of it is stuff, especially because I think, like, the Steadicam had only been available for about two years. And you, you know, you were talking professional money. Yeah. You know, there was no way they were going to have it, especially, you know, just borrowed from the university film department or something like that. Yeah. but they create, they kind of create that effect, and even better to a certain extent because you probably wouldn't be able to create such a balance yeah. on those shots. And I think pretty much it's they still do it that way now. Mm. I don't think they changed much of their technique. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, like the just effects wise, I mean, it's sort of it's insanely good. Although. I've never realised a lot of it is ankle attacks. Again, yeah. this is probably because they might not be the original actors. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of the fake shemps might be just people's legs and stuff like that. But it's actually quite a, it's quite a good place because it's like treading on a plug. It's one of the worst mm, things yeah. that can happen. And always pet cemetery. That's the bit that yeah. I always remember. <laughs> oh, the old yeah. scalpel to the back of the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just stands with you, it, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I and weirdly enough, in this, it's like there's a lot of ankle grabbing mm. and a lot of like the pencil through the ankle and Is just it the whole pe- Achilles heel. Yeah, that's your I think weakness, it's your yeah. area of you know unprotected and you can't run away. Yeah. you know, and it's sort of mm. yeah. And also, I do wonder because um, obviously they don't go into it too much. Do you think that the trees are sexually assaulted um, uh, Scott oh, as well? The guy, yeah, because he does come back pretty a, a lot. Uh, yeah, very so dishevelled. You know. <laughs> very well, very well said. I yeah. did, I've never thought. I've of never that, thought of it until I watched it this time, and it was like, yeah, he's, yeah, you would run back. Changed yeah. a bit, yeah. <laughs> but <'Cause>, and, <laughs> and that was funny though. That whole section with um, 
Ash just shaking him and like yeah, yeah. With, with blood pouring yeah. out of him and just yeah um, but yeah in terms of and also like to finish it up um, like in terms of the filming and everything else like that um, Bruce Campbell ended up with a executive producer credit um, because he to get the final sort of bit to finish the film because obviously Rob Tabbert and Sam Raimi had gone around and generated all this cash and everything mm. um, Bruce Campbell put his family's property in Michigan up as collateral <gasps> so it was yeah Michigan not Chicago that was oh, it, that's, yeah. yeah you're right so uh, it was yeah. Michigan yeah. Um, but he um, so yeah that's why he ends up with an executive producer credit but also when because he he was constantly on set because you know he it was his mates and everything else like that. so he was like prepping props and setting up shots and things like anything that he wasn't involved with he was still involved yeah behind in the behind scenes. the scenes and stuff like that and it really i think yeah i think it really shows a level of commitment that he is that has been well served back to him i oh, think yeah, definitely. because yeah and it's it's weird when you like you say when you watch this one and for a start I think this is the only thing apart from very early episodes of uh, Vic and Bob, like anything with Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, where I'm sitting there going, that, that's impossibly young. Yeah. Mm. Because in your head, Bruce Campbell is ash as he is now. Yeah. And It didn't even look like him initially. No. I knew it was him, but he looked a bit too young, a bit too clean cut. Yeah. And even, yeah, those mannerisms of, oh, I'll, I'll just stand here with the axe, I won't actually get involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what what are you doing? About. No, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's there fighting with the bookshelf. Mm. Wow. Yeah, this bloke's doing all the hard yeah. work, and you think watching that, if you didn't know what was going to happen later, you'd be like, "Oh, the other guy's going to survive. Yeah. Ash, he's going to be dead in a minute." Yeah. So, who is it that wins out of Kurt Russell and oh. Bruce Campbell for oh, it's, it's most useless hero? <laughs> it's it's a difficult one because Look, actually he's getting ready with the axe. And no, because that's the thing is, I would I, I would love a um, Jack Burton series. Mm. That would have been that would have been perfect, and I think because that's the only thing versus Jack Burton versus Ash is that you just get more time with Ash. Yeah. So you can really see the trend, and actually you see yeah you see the beginnings of Ash because mm. Jack Burton is distinctly unchanged by Big Trouble in Little yes. China. <laughs> it's you know, because yeah, Ash Ash sort does. of steps up and mm. becomes. Jack Burton, whereas Jack Burton arrives fully formed and leaves pretty unscathed. <laughs> um, actually, while we were talking about the the offshoots of Evil Dead, I forgot until you just said that um, the uh, graphic novel of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which was the film oh, that yes. they wanted to do that never got made. Mm. Chris looks confused. So they did. Obviously, they did Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. They wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And there were lots of, I think they, they they got lots of different scripts and ideas together to try and, for, um, yeah, but they could never quite get it all lined out. Because it sounds like it could get a bit complex. It could, but as Jennifer pointed out, um, the so Wes Craven and um, Sam Raimi have mm. got this sort of distant love for each other where... So there was a poster of The Hills Have Eyes in this. I did say, did I point out yeah. distant love? Yeah. I don't remember phrasing no, it like that. No, you didn't. But no, well, I you said it's is, the oh, there's a Hills Have Eyes poster then. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so they do it the other, back the other way. Is what I think in one of the later the films when he goes when he goes to pick up the chainsaw, there's a 
Freddy Glove in one of the movies. Yes, I think it is the second. I think it's the second one. But I think a Necronomicon turns up in one of the Elm Street movies, possibly. Well, actually, I, and I, this I only discovered today is apparently there was an episode of The Walking Dead where they ended up at the cabin and the Necronomicon was briefly yeah. seen. Wow. And it was like, don't sully Evil Dead with this. I'm not, I'm know, not you, a fan of Walking Dead. Uh, I've got to admit, I've tried. I, I, liked, I liked the comics and then I tried the series and it just didn't live up to the comics and now mm. it just seems to have just, like a lot of things, they just seem to be pushing it way beyond yeah, it its be. tolerance level, yeah. you know. Because I enjoyed the first season, but we mm. started the second season and I got bored halfway through. I didn't even get... Yeah. And a lot of people said, oh yeah, it gets really good in season five. I was like, five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like... That's a long way to go. A hundred hours of nonsense I've got to sit through to get to where it starts getting good. Oh, my life isn't long enough for that. I'm, I don't think anyone really ever sells anything that way, do they? <laughs> you know, when it's like, sort of like, oh, but series eight is amazing. I... <laughs> Get a grip, mate. I ain't going to sit through... I'm not going to sit with seven series of someone finding their feet. Fuck off. Exactly. When somebody <laughs> says to you, oh, yeah, the first three seasons are rubbish, 24 episodes, an hour each. But if you get through that 75 hours, everything after that is pure gold. Yeah, yeah pay no. off then. And it's like, no, yeah, no, 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 mate. And you're not the biggest fan of zombies. I'm not the biggest fan of zombies. No, I, I think, think they just got done to death. I think because it's such an ironic Ironically, yeah. thing not to, to do. death. Mm. Oh, definitely, yeah. So it's, I, it's the easiest monster to create. Yeah, so I think it, uh, independent cinema particularly has really run with that because anybody can make a zombie movie for a fairly small amount. Mm. Um, all you need is a load of your mates in dirty clothing and a little bit of makeup and you, you can pull it off. So I think that's the problem. I think they suffered a lot from its ease to create. Yeah, because it's... Let's face it, you, I mean, next up would be vampires, probably. Mm. Unless you want to go down the sort of Lost Boys Buffy route of having them vamp out. Yes. But, yeah. I just uh, realised the poster behind us, you know, oh, just yeah. seen that it's the easiest thing to do, and, you know. Um, yeah, that's no, very true. So, for the listeners, we had a, a friend of our, a friend who's joining us for mm. our next episode, Drew, um, for his birthday, had a party, um, and the idea was we all went dressed as uh, as zombies. Uh, hillbillies no no we didn't go dressed as oh zombies. you're right we went dressed as hillbillies yes and he was filming it Red and then necks. every hour or so we would come up with a scene we would shoot that scene somebody would get turned into a zombie and then we would carry on the party for another hour and we got more and more drunk and more and more people turned into zombies and it was a fantastic it was really, idea it was a great party. idea it, um, so out there somewhere there is uh, zombie redneck mother truckers which is all of us <laughs> drinking beer uh, at Drew's and eventually all turning into zombies it was yeah. a it was a really good party so that's uh, great yeah. and uh, yeah we can we can quiz him about about that as well yes when, 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 he's, he's, on the when show. he's here back to the uh, Hills Have Eyes poster that also is apparently a reference to in the Hills Have Eyes there's a Jaws poster torn up in the background and it was meant to be that Wes Craven's implication was is right, Jaws was the big scary one, but the Hills Have Eyes is scarier than Jaws. <laughs> so this is kind of like, yeah, well, Evil Dead's scarier <laughs> than the Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> I've, I've got to say, I know I've said before about my uh, the fact that films, I, I can't get that connection where I get genuine fear from watching a film mm. because I, I don't know, I just have a, a, a break somewhere that I can't. Too obvious that it's not. That's not all real. real. So, yeah. so it's very few and far between that I get 
chills from a movie. Mm. I remember somebody lent me this when I was 15 years old, I think, and I watched it on the sofa in the middle of the day during a heat wave. <laughs> and the scene where they're looking at the... She's trying to guess the cards... And mm. all of a sudden, Cheryl's just naming them all, and her head snaps around, and then she flies up into the air. Mm. That genuinely gave me chills watching that in the middle of a heat wave in the middle of the daytime. It's such a good scene. It was a bit of a change, so like suddenly, a change of pace. yeah. I always forget though that the, the great thing about it, and it's it's just a little thing that doesn't need to be there, but it is there, is the fact that that she's winding her up when she's doing the cut and it's like yeah. no you're doing it in mate and she's yeah. not guessing the yeah. cards yeah, yeah. but she's winding her up and then it just quickly <laughs> snaps and mm. yeah which is just yeah that's surprisingly sort of uh, a I always forget it's there but it's also really that's the thing with it is that it's quite deft in terms of its mm. storytelling in so much as you kind of you roughly get who everyone is yeah but also it cuts to the chase pretty quick and there's literally nothing else going on. There's, yeah. I think there's like there's two other there's two other characters listed in the film, and it's like the guy. I think it's the two fishermen they pass, which I think is Sam Raimi and Rob Tapper. Actually, I think it's <laughs> the, oh, well, he beeps and I, they yeah, get angry but, with them for waving. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I'm sure it's them, but um, yeah, L- local yokel <laughs> and fishermen. Yeah, um, but yeah, they. Um, so you you've literally just got the the protagonists and the thing that attacks them that eventually that turns most of them into the antagonists mm. and it's yeah just really on a budget but the wonderful thing is is that the budget has been spent elsewhere yeah i mean not even in terms of like sanitation or <laughs> well-being of anyone Apparently it got so cold at one point that um, Bruce Campbell's shirt was like obviously getting increasingly covered in blood. Mm. And so he would just leave it drying by the fire and one night it shattered. Yeah. Just because it had just become so sodden and so screwed up over the filming. <laughs> that it was like, it did, yeah, it didn't dry, it just broke. There was it went a brittle. lot of blood. Oh, yeah. And, and actually Evil Dead 2 goes... Even Way further, more, yeah. But there's an interesting thing as well, is because obviously you've got a lot of blood, but also a lot of jizzrist in this. Yeah, where yeah, so, yeah There's yeah, a lot so of milky fluids. Yeah. I, I was thinking be, milk. Maybe yeah. they had a, a lot of milk nearby dairy farm up it's, the road. It's the easiest know, thing for easy someone to put in their mouth and go like that, I suppose. But um, so I thought it was meant to signify that that's it. They were now dead. dead. Mm. But then I think one of them came back after the the milk spurt. But I think they got done on on this. They got done on this because of blood. Mm. Because it was an identifiable bodily fluid. Mm. So when you watch Evil Dead 2, all the demons have bodily fluids that are like... They have greens, blues, purples. And again, it was was like a... It was a decision, a genuine decision made where it was like, right, well, you moaned because we had all this blood in the last one. We're going to put so much blood in this, you won't believe it. But it's a different colour, so you won't care. Mm. Because obviously this was on the Video Nasty list. Yeah. Um, But wasn't this one of the films that initiated the Video Nasty list? It was. I think it was because it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it was one that wasn't... Yeah, it was was on the the list of 72 films... Which was the full lot, but this was one of the ones that wasn't prosecuted. Yeah, because there were certain ones where they were prosecuted, and it was found that they were essentially pornography, mm. but not in the 
not not necessarily in a sexual sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this and Texas Chainsaw Massacre weren't, but they were still banned because it was considered that you, basically selling them was more hassle than it was worth. Mm. Um, and yeah, then when it was a, it was only released in 1990, like actually oh, with really? a certificate, mm. and that was with two minutes cut out, and then it was actually released uncut in 2001. Wow. So technically it's only been, what, 18 years that this has been available to see in its full form in the UK. Do we know which bit was cut at all? I think it was mainly tree, I think it was Mm. mainly tree molesting and... um, Blood. I think more close-ups of... A lot of it is... That's the weird thing, is that they'll often take out like a couple of seconds on something... Mm -hmm. But that goes to show how many cuts they actually did make. Is that like two yeah, minutes worth of maybe <laughs> two seconds yeah, or yeah. something like that? Because a, a, lot a, a lot of it is to do with sustained imagery and also imitable violence. So they cut out a lot of stuff that you know anyone could, that could be copied in the. Was home. that why he stopped with the chainsaw? It's like it oh, probably, no, it could let's well not be. Do that. Let's just you know. Although we were, them. we were discussing this last night, weren't we, Lee? That DIY tools are quite good in a film because you can't get banned for it because it's like yeah, yeah but you can't like not have hammers. Yeah, you know, um, you can't not have chainsaws. I mean, not just lying around the house, but you know, if you if you're in forestry, you kind of need one. I'm not in forestry. I have both of those things in my house. Yeah, but good for you. But yeah, so it's been a, a, a long, long time before this has been passed as okay. And and yeah, it's it like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This was one of the ones where it was literally the title was what freaked people out and like a lot of things on this list it was basically have you seen it no but I don't have to (laughs) it's like oh great okay so you don't have to see it to know that it's wrong Mm. yeah nice one mate and the thing is it is as you say apart from a few scenes that do get you that are quite strong it's it is just pure comedy once it gets going I mean the scene we're looking at now where his girlfriend has turned into a bit of almost a cat and he's dragging her outside. Sure. But it's just... not really comedy. I mean, that's it. It's not a slapstick at all. It's quite... Oh, no, the second one totally yeah, turned yes, it into... exactly. Mm. But I think actually watching this as a kid or watching this before there was so much horror around, it's, it's quite realistic it. in I that th- sense. I think this this still okay. carries an intensity and this and the intention always was with this was to scare. Yeah. Mm. It, was yeah. never, it was never to laugh and scare. Mm. It was always, mm. This was always intended to be a just straight up a straight horror movie essentially yeah. but I think weirdly enough you watch it having seen oh. everything else that it reflects and it makes back. you feel like yeah. It. Yeah. yeah but is that it's almost you could imagine that they looked back at it and realised that it had that potential mm. oh Cause, yeah because that's again yeah that's why I sort of thought it stands out uniquely for that aspect you know like say here where he's um, he's <laughs> trying to give <laughs> trying to Scott Scotty to, to drink, drink water yeah and he's you know he's like he wants to it's going to be alright. It's still going to be alright. We'll After everything that's just happened. Yeah. yeah. Me, you, Shelley. Well, maybe not Shelley. <laughs> maybe not Shelley. <laughs> the, uh, that, <laughs> and that's the thing. Is, is the further, I think that's the thing. is that they, The further that it is, when it gets to him as the final guy, that's when it gets funnier because mm. he's got to step up. He's not this, actually that good at it. Yeah. yeah and, there's nothing left. It's yeah. now you. But also, I mean, I think just genuinely oh we're getting a shot of the uh, the Oldsmobile which we have to mention because yes. it's in pretty much every Sam Raimi film mm. um, it's even in he did a western called The Quick and the Dead and it's in that in a wagon oh my god like they just put a tarp over it so that it 
it, but it's, fo- it, it's but part it's of a fun. wagon train in The Quick and the Dead. It, yeah, it's in the Spider-Man films that he did. It's in yeah, just because loads he, and loads of things. Yeah, because he, he, if I remember correctly, Sam Raimi lost his virginity in the back seat of that car, <laughs> and then used you, it. You say the, remember as if you were there, honey. Um, this concerns me. If I remember what I read. <laughs> right, in that's better. If yes. chins could kill, I believe uh-huh. it was, was the book I read it in. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for those who are unaware, that's Bruce Campbell's autobiography. Yes. Yeah. Worth uh, a read, honey? That and is uh, that is well worth Not a to read. be confused with uh, How to Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. Yes, which is his other book. Love the Bruce Campbell, which is right there on that shelf. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic books. But yeah, I'm sure, so Sam, I'm sure the story is that Sam Raimi, it's behind the cup, Jennifer, um, lost his virginity in that car. Uh, so he has it, so he loves it and has it. But. Um, Bruce Campbell hates the car and he's always trying to convince special effects people and people around to try and destroy it and yeah. tries to encourage them to kill the car but they can't quite get round to it. So, yeah, he uh, kept uh, yeah, he kept like trying to run it off the road and break it and everything because it was just a pig to drive. But it's a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Um is the is the make yeah. uh, model. Um and yeah, it was it was like Sam Raimi's car like that he bought second hand and uh, I think it's now become a bit trigger's broom in so much as <laughs> the car is still there and it's still owned by Sam Raimi but how much of it is the original car yeah. is very much <laughs> left to the imagination hundreds of new tyres yeah, an extra engine hundreds of new uh, tyres new bonnet yeah. new you know everything when they drop it in Army of Darkness out yeah. of the sky and it just falls to pieces as it hits the ground you just think well Cause, yeah cause, what, what? I mean, because it's remained consistently Ash's car as well. Yeah. Because it's in, it's even in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. He's still driving it and everything with the trailer. Well, I love that as well. I yeah. do. I do love that. And oh, yeah, because that airstream that he has in Ash vs. Evil Dead is just a, a beaut. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's in the remake as well, isn't it? When they first get to the yeah. cabin, the sister's sitting on the bonnet of it. Yeah. Um, oh, was it that remake as well? I know I rubbished the. Um, uh, the cameo about it earlier, but actually that film itself, I I enjoyed. I thought it was a good film. It wasn't it, bad. It's very sinister. It's a lot darker than this. Yeah. Um. But I it, I thought it was a it was a good enough film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think because I think we I think we talked about it when Wes was on mm. when we did Doctor Vibes, but oh yes we did. And oh, and it's kind did. of like yeah I think it we we sort of decided it's a good film. If it hadn't been called Evil Dead, would have probably just said, "Yeah, it was all right." Ripped off Evil Dead a bit, <laughs> and that was it. So you know, I yes, suppose no, right, do you sorry. embrace it or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I mean, obviously, um, I, this a uh, couple of things that I discovered about Bruce Campbell along the way on this though. He was originally going uh, considered to be Doggett in the X Files. You know, when Robert Patrick took over for um, David Duchovny left at one point, yeah, and then they got the guy from. Terminator 2 in yeah. as a new FBI agent. Mm. Yeah, Bruce Campbell was up for that or they were looking to get Bruce Campbell in for that. That would have been amazing. I think that would have been great. And but he's he was in an X he was in an X-Files episode anyway as well. Um well, I did write it down. I know I did. Uh Yeah, just talk amongst yourselves. Play some music, shall we? Back yeah. Elevated music. So to go back as we meant I mentioned earlier when we said about Ted Raimi so Bruce Campbell did a he has done a lot of very terrible slash amazing films. 
uh, one of which is My Name is Bruce. Which uh, is which, directed by him as well, isn't yes, it? Yeah. And he's amazingly good. Um, so the premise is that he... Uh, basically, a kid releases a Chinese demon and he's obsessed with Bruce Campbell, the actor, so he goes and kidnaps him and takes him there. But it's Bruce's birthday. He thinks Ted Raimi has set all this up as <laughs> a joke and it's like a LARP-type thing. So he thinks none of it's real and he's just in full-on Bruce Campbell being an absolute <laughs> knob and it is brilliant I really it's such an underrated movie I really enjoy it because his characterisation of himself mm. is what feeds into Ash versus Evil Dead or Ash's character essentially mm, definitely, anyway definitely yeah because actually because even like because um, Army of Darkness Ash is still quite sort of he's still he's not, still not quite that version of yeah. Ash but that you know but then that is yeah that's the ultimate one yeah it's um but yeah, so he's done like obviously, you know, he's been Ash, but he's also Ash for there's the video games, Evil Dead, Hail to the King, Evil Dead, A Fistful of Boomstick, <laughs> Evil Dead Regeneration, and Army of Darkness Defense. So yeah, Anyone there's like play any A's? I've not played anyone. I think I did Army of Darkness on the iPhone at one point. I seem to remember. Because I think it, that was one of those things that really pissed me off. Because at one time they were saying, "Oh, there is going to be a sequel to. There's going to be an Evil Dead Four, but it's going to be a game." And I was just no. like, "I'm shit at games. I don't, <laughs> want, to, I don't want that to be the rest of the story because I won't know you what won't happens." See, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get to the end of this. I think Dean had one of them on PlayStation. Yeah, I, th- I think possibly. he had Hail to the King, but he said it was so difficult mm. that. Like, you got a couple of hours in and just got stuck to the point where even he just gave up and went, yeah, no, I saw this, I'm not, but I mean, I'm not sticking with it. Other other great stuff with Mr. Raimi, uh, with Mr. Raimi, with Mr. Uh, Campbell. Um, obviously, he's Elvis in Bubba Hotep, which we should cover at some <laughs> point. God, yeah. My name is Bruce. Um, he also directs a film called The Man with the Screaming Brain and starred in that. I have got The Man with the Screaming Brain. I uh, believe it's shot in Bulgaria. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've, n- I've not which, seen the man with a screaming brain. To in um, my name is Bruce. In my no- yeah, uh. where he says you can't scare me. I've shot a film in Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was the man with a screaming brain. Um, he's in uh, Escape from LA. He's the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. So he's worked with Carpenter mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Kurt Russell, as we were comparing uh, yes. him to earlier. Um, he's in. He's Jack Forrest in Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop Two. He's in. Uh, he's in the woods. Uh, which is um, which I've still not seen, but I really, really want to. I have got that. It's very good. It the, reminded from me, the director of May. Yes. Yeah. It reminded me quite a lot of Suspiria. Oh, cool! Oh, um, definitely should check it out. Then. Yeah, in that it's a, a you know a uh, an all girls school. Uh, yeah, and there's something sinister going, not some witchery going on. And, ah, uh, witchery, Wickham ways. <laughs> um, also, Sundown, the Vampire in Retreat. You've, I think, we, you've talked we about watched that, before, that the you? other week. Yeah. yeah, and he's in that as Van Helsing, um, Alien Apocalypse, which is directed by one of the many fake shemps from uh, from this. That's in my box set with uh, uh, Man with a Screaming Brain. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn Two, Texas Blood Money, but I think he's only in the start. There. There's like a cameo in that. I think. I don't think I've seen. Um, that. Something called Mind Warp. Something called Moon Trap that looked really good. Waxwork Two, Lost in Time. And then he's done lots of telly as well. He was Briscoe County Junior in The Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. Uh, Burn Notice. Mm. Um, yeah, the character he was in Hercules The Legendary Journeys and War- uh, Xena Warrior Princess was 
or tickler keys or yeah, I'm yeah. going to Chris what do you what would you reckon Autolycus yeah Autolycus yeah Autolycus there we go yeah um, never saw it obviously no. um, he was in, he was a reoccurring character in the new adventures of Superman mm. oh X-Files Terms of Endearment and then just yeah Weird Science American Gothic Charmed Time Cop mm. there was a series of Time Cop apparently didn't he have a cameo in Wizard of Oz as well as I seem to remember he's in Oz the Great and Powerful that's the but one. that's because that's the same Sam Raimi film yes. so the uh, Sam Raimi films that he's in he's in Crime Wave which is written by the Coen Brothers Ooh. and apparently it's a bit of a fucking disaster but I do oh. still want to see it Yeah, because I'm just interested even if it's crap um, yeah he's Winky Gatekeeper in Oz the Great and Powerful <laughs> I do not want to know um, he's in all three of the Superman, uh, Spider-Man films that Sam Raimi did. Yeah. So which, um, which ones were they? Uh, they were the the, the, the ones one. with um, Toby Maguire. Oh, okay. Oh no, not nineties. Sorry, no. Two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and two to two thousand and five, I think, or something. Um, yeah, he's he's the ring announcer in Spider-Man, the snooty usher in Spider-Man Two, <laughs> and the maitre d' in Spider-Man Three. Um, he's also credit because this is another thing that comes up. Obviously, like we were saying about the Shemp thing, hmm. um, that's also a term that Sam Raimi uses in stuff as like a non-speaking role or something like that. Oh. So he's final Shemp in Darkman <laughs> which I still like Darkman I thought that was a great film oh I've not seen that in a very long time oh, I, I, I seem to I seem to remember it being really really good but yeah uh, I might be wrong but I mean <laughs> yeah so I mean that, and that's pretty much a, a summary of um, Sam Raimi's movies like I say there's obviously The Quick and the Dead and stuff um, Rob Tappert who married Lucy Lawless and uh was also a producer on Drag Me to Hell, which is, again, Sam Raimi, oh. Dark Man, Crime Wave. Uh, but he also did Don't Breathe and 30 Days of Night, so he's still sort of Hello. producing a lot of I good sort of horror stuff. I 30 Days of Night. Um, and he's an executive producer on Ash vs. Evil Dead. He was executive producer on American Gothic. Um, yeah, so... I've just realised, did we ever cover Drag Me to Hell? No, I don't think we've done Drag Me to Hell. We should. That really needs to go on the list, because I love that film so much. Also, it gives me an excuse to watch, because uh, very recently, that's one thing I've been watching, is the latest series of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they did, they do movie spoofs on there a lot, and mm. they they did Good God Girl Get Out, which was their spoof of Get Out, which was really good. And they also did uh, Why Gotta Be Black Panther, um, but that was <laughs> awful. Um, but they did, at one point, at one point they did... A film they did. They did a film one, but they did basically what they, they they split them into teams and then get them to do the films, and there'd be two teams and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they did Drag Race Me to Hell, mm. and they did it really well because they had the six the, the they had the seventies film and then the nineties film. Mm. So one team got a black like a kind of black and white one with lots of like high strings and everything else like that, and then the second team got like the sequel version. That was like all neon and with loads of synths <laughs> on the soundtrack, and yeah, a lot more thought went into it than needed to, quite yes. frankly, for a contest on a drag show. But there we go. Um, actually, he uh, RuPaul was on the latest episode of the Ron Burgundy podcast, and he was brilliant. Yeah, he so. is. He is. He is genuinely great. Although the best thing I've ever seen is he had a he had a show where he would interview other people, and John Waters was on there. Ooh. And um, 
he was talking to John Waters about various things, and, and like he was saying about you know um, represent representation of gay culture and things. And John Waters said, "Yeah, but you know, okay, I'm quite gay, but I'm not totally gay. I mean, disco, forget it." So, <laughs> but uh, Ted Raimi, uh, the, uh, the 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 younger brother. Who is Chet Kaminsky in Ash vs. Evil Dead? But I've not seen. Yes, he he's is from the second series. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rusty Tomansky, who is the the heavy metal guy who gets killed and locked in a chess piece in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, he's he, he is a guy called Joxer in Hercules and Xena, which I think is something to do with Bruce Campbell's character as well. Yeah. Uh, Masters of Horror, The Damnedest Thing, Alien Nation, ALF, CSI New York, Sequest DSV, Baywatch, you know, all all, all the classics. Mm. Um, and he's he's in Evil Dead 2. He's possessed Henrietta. A cowardly warrior in Army of Darkness, but he's also in... He's in My Name is Bruce. He's in something called Skinner that looks like it could be good. He's in Shocker, Midnight Meat Train, Maniac Cop 3, The Badge of Silence. Uh, he's... He's a char- he's a reoccurring character in the in the Spider-Man films. He's like the um, he's uh, assistant to the guy who runs the paper. Okay. Um, like who Peter, Peter Parker's boss, and he's like his sort of gopher in that. He's in Drag Me to Hell. He's in Oz the Great and Powerful, Man with the Screaming Brain, uh, Dark Man, um, and Ivan Raimi, who is the older brother who was Rob Tappert's roommate at college. Yeah. He wrote. Um, he like was one of the creators of Ass vs. Evil Dead and he also wrote Drag Me to Hell and Spider Man Three. So it I remains mean. quite a family business mm. with this lot, you yeah. know, or like sort of, you know nepotism gets you somewhere. <laughs> and as long as they're knocking out good stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, they are consistently good. I I've got to say, you know, I, I think that's the thing. Sam Raimi pro- there's that shot you yeah. were just describing, uh-huh. sorry, that comes over from behind him and yeah. hands over his head. Because they really go mental for that in the second one, don't they? Where it's like it crawls up the walls and yeah. and up down the side, and yeah. Uh, and the, the close-up eye shots as well, I noticed this time as well. So like lots of eyes, aren't yeah. there? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. I think even though he was doing this on such a massive budget, I think his talent is so obvious in this film. Like the the shots and things that he chooses, just, yeah. just there, you know. Bruce Campbell lit from underneath with the camera zooming Zoom, right yeah. up yeah. to a close-up on him. That's how he lost his teeth then, clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that probably is that moment, yeah. yeah. But it's um, just brilliant. So mm. I was just thinking when I was watching this, who would I want to be trapped in a cabin with? That might be an interesting, uh, you know... So if you were trapped in a cabin... Mm, who would I go away with, bearing in mind, this is going to happen, obviously I don't know that at the time maybe, but... Who would I pick? Who Kurt would Russell. be? Mm, okay, <laughs> yes, maybe. Would he? Would he manage it? Yeah, he would. He, right. he wouldn't mean to. Mm. Would he a, accidentally kill you? Well, yeah, that's true. Although all the women die pretty much, yeah. so I'm probably not the right gender for this film anyway. No, that's true. <laughs> or many horror is, films. Is, is, yes. that, that, that unless is you're true. the final girl, you're really not going to get a, get, a good get a good deal out no, of it. No. no, is that particularly true for cabin type films or? Mm. As you'll see, equally applicable across as you'll the range. see with the tropes that normally your girl who makes it so there will always be the standard fare mm. which is the, there'll always be a nice girl and a slutty girl slutty girl always dies See, there'll always be a story. smart mm-hmm. bloke and a jock There's jock always dies a, don't be a jock a drunk or a drunk or a drunk or a a drunk, drunk or yes. yeah, or like a weed smoker or whatever, will always be die. in there. Um, 
Yeah, so, so you'll always so you want have to be those the computer nerd and if they not, survive. And if you're not white, forget it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone, anyone of an ethnic background is fucked. Uh, <laughs> Early on. But yes. it's always your good girl will always be your final girl, pretty much. I think I'm okay, then. The standard. I think, I think I'll survive. I think you're boring enough to survive yeah, a horror excellent. movie. Good. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, The Rock, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this is this to survive Evil Dead or just mm. your fantasy? <laughs> yeah. like, get away, get away with the rock and Kurt Russell. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything sexual. I just know that you'd really enjoy yourself. <laughs> little of column A, little of column B. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want someone who's going to be who you would go away with in the first place. Yeah. With nice conversation with exactly long car journey. You want to yeah. Exactly. But when it all kicks off and I sit there crying like a yeah. child, I want someone who's going to step Take up over. and sort that shit out. And Absolutely. I think both of those would be uh, yeah nice. Chris, anyone you think would be uh, suitable? <sighs> or would you be the one stepping up to the well, Ash I'd, I'd like to think that initially that I I would unsure. manage that. I, I'd like to think I'd do slightly better mm. than that. I think you probably have a moral conundrum first, you know. Oh, yeah, this is, is the it, problem. Is it really evil? Yeah, this is the problem. Is it Chris dead? Is Should I? one of those people who would be like, well, yeah. philosophically. Yeah, yeah. I know he's a demon and he's trying to kill me, but what gives me more right than him? What makes me more right than him? And while you're having that discussion, it will kill you mm. and your family. Did you watch a lot of He-Man? Yes, because yes. that was that, that was, was that tended was to be on, that tended to be yeah. the end deal, wasn't it? Yeah. We, we were all brought Let's up with stuff on. Like, In this episode, mm. I could have killed Skeletor yeah. and ended his terrible reign on the planet of Eternia. <laughs> but would that not have made me as bad as him? <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. That's Buy like, toys. When I, have to I, I modelled myself game. on He-Man perfectly. Can't <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you tell? I can actually. Yeah. The gym workers just started know, this year. Talk, talking of which, Lee, so fairy you have, pants, you'll be away. You've made my bottom sore <laughs> and, and oh, aching. Cuts, cuts. <laughs> Carry on. Of the tape, yeah. I took Chris to the gym yesterday, and we did a leg workout. We, we did a new machine that I've never. Never seen before. Was it, was it in a darkened room? You yeah. fell down and then something was inserted because that is not a new machine. That's old as the hills. Yeah. Oh dear. I, I did say I need to work on my bottom because I, I don't have much of a one. So we we went on the leg oh, press machine specifically, and uh, oh, it did its job. It did its job. Yeah. It always does. But my my trouble is I'm trying to keep up with Lee, and that's uh, that's hard work. Got a little way to catch up yeah. yet, but yes. So yeah. Couple more years and I'll be just like He Man. Yeah, we'll maybe closer to Adam actually. And then we'll take you to the cabin in the woods and we'll know we'll be safe. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up, um, I forgot. Uh, well, I say I forgot. Um, we uh, got into the conversation of the main movie before I had a chance to mention um, the other thing that I watched recently, thanks to the Oblong Babysitter. Um, listening to their latest episode, they mentioned that one of their favourite films from last year was. Um, oh, Summer of, of eight, uh, Summer, sorry, Summer, yeah. Summer of 84? Yeah. Um, so, and they said, oh, I wonder if Welcome to Horror have yeah. seen it. So, thank you very much for giving that. Yeah, I didn't out. get a chance to bloody watch it because I really wanted work. to. I did, mm-hmm. I did my other homework. Oh. I did the, that was the thing, is I, did lo- I did love Death and Robots, so I was quite, quite pleased with myself. I spotted. Mm, do all your homework, Adam. <laughs> yeah. All of your homework. Nah. In that case, uh, it's your job to watch it, I would say, before the next episode, but to peek behind the curtain, that is in four days' time because yeah. we're a week behind, so that might not happen. Um, but we, yeah, so. Oh, I will definitely watch it. So thank it, you very much. The reason I hadn't seen it is because it came out and there was a lot of hype about it, and I thought, oh, I'll wait 
to hear what people's thoughts are, mm. and I've never heard anything back particularly. So, so definitely worth a watch. Oh uh, yeah, I. It's got some. I've got some critiques of it uh-huh. certainly, um, but I did enjoy it. Um, I really liked the characters and the camaraderie they had between them. Um, it's got that very. Um, Stranger Things vibe oh, it's right, very yeah. 80s and teenagers against the world um, but yeah so I enjoyed that but I did have some problems with it but I won't spoil it until you've seen it and then we will thank you, Sean. then we will discuss it again at, at more at length mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah so thank you Oblon Babysitter for reminding me that that film was out there because I'd completely forgotten about it so yeah so listen to the Oblon uh, listen to the Oblon Babysitter listen to Not For Everyone yeah um, uh, send us a question at hashtag ask welcome to horror yeah um, find us on Facebook uh, which Lady Jennifer is just S- somewhere on, on Facebook somewhere on Facebook Let's Jennifer has just it. offered yeah. to take mm. up the mantle I need the uh, login details and I'm trying to get us on Twitter as welcome to horror but someone has stolen it and never used it what up so one day we may be on there yeah we'll let you know we'll tweet don't tweet, <laughs> don't tweet the actual welcome to horror. Yeah, don't, don't unless you want to pester him and say, yeah. "Yeah, there's a podcast." You should yeah, that why would actually it? be using this name, you bellend? Um, yeah, so do that. Uh, go and watch the remake of Friday the Thirteenth in preparation for our two-year anniversary episode, mm-hmm. which will be up a fortnight from today. Um, and we will see you then for that. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.